At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is Megatron. I.P. With Masamela Matsumal. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Welcome back, folks. Tony Browder totally with us throughout this African American History Month, and we're so honored. Just a few more days. Um, we, as we said before, it is the shortest month of the year, but it's it's a reminder month we should be doing this 365 days a year matter of fact tony alluded to this early i talk to friends all the time uh i'm in a book club i'm in a book club okay see i'm, I'm not going to just let that pass no more I, you know i I've, people say that to me and i was like okay that's nice congratulations mm-hmm. that's a, i'm not letting that pass no more if you're in a book club then you ought to also at some point be in a book club that is reading books like now valley contributions to civilization uh matter of fact tony remind the isis papers or the ice that's what i want to do before we get out of here for the Mm -hmm. month we might need to dedicate at least a portion of a whole segment we won't do it right now give you a time to prepare it people always ask me what can i read brother give me a bibliography i got it already It's, it's it's already in in the bin yeah i got it i can share it with you we can we can do that whenever you're ready okay so folks stay tuned for that um and and is there also a bibliography on the website as well uh not on the website that's a separate separate package of information that i send to people who want it we tell you what books to read the order in which the books should be read and how those book reading sessions should be conducted in order to get the desired outcome we'll get to that folks by the end of the month i'm gonna do like uh they do on television i'm gonna tease it out there you go So y'all stay tuned you have to listen for the rest of the month. And we just got a few more days left. We can, you know, y'all can stand it. Let's do it. Uh, hopefully we won't go back to self-hatred in March, but mm. just hold on <laughs> a little while longer um, and, and, and get all of this information. Now, uh, at, at, at the risk of, of, of bringing forth more controversy. Before I do that, though, I, I just want to go back. Lastly, we were talking before yesterday. We started talking about the imagery at the Vatican. Man, I'm going to tell you, it it doesn't strike how, strike even the people in the Catholic Church, how unoriginal it is to wear a mitre. I mean, they don't they don't see what that looks like. Like we ain't smart enough to see what that is 
what that is worn on the bishop and the pope's head and and you mentioned uh the crook and the flail yes i mean do they just really or or do they do they know we're going to get it at some point but they know they have to wear that they don't have a choice but but to wear that i mean what what is it, it it's look symbols have power and those people who control others will use certain symbols in order to draw power to them to hold on to their power and to hold the objects of, of their control and domination under the spell of the power associated with the costumes and all the imagery that is associated with it it's 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 uh it's psychology to a large extent um, but but clearly, folks, I think we have to understand they get and have reverence for aspects of our culture that we don't. But we don't know that it's ours. See, that's the thing. Know that, right. Taking elements of our history and culture, separated it from us and presented it to the world as their own creation. So because we have not done our homework, we can go beyond the false image that they have projected to us as the only legitimate way of worshiping God or, or being intelligent or what have you. We've got to do our homework because as Clark said, uh, John Henry Clark often said, powerful people will never teach powerless people how to take power away from them. Something else interesting you said, Tony, early on, you said it several times since we've been talking this month and we really appreciate the generosity of your time. Um, that the 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 imagery which which many would call mythology around much of what we've learned and what was taught back then was to make it less complicated for people to be able to understand isn't it interesting that comedic civilization saw what it was doing as being uncomplicated mm -hmm. and the oppression of our minds, okay, makes today and our disconnection from it makes what they meant to be uncomplicated, complicated to us mm -hmm. because we've been so far removed from it. Exactly, and, and we've been taught to interpret everything through a European lens, which disconnects us from uh, our direct ancestral lines of communication. Let me ask you a question to, to build on that point, brother. Um, you're familiar with the Star Wars films, right? I think there's been nine Star Wars films. That's right. Nine. Every Star Wars movie begins the same way. Do you recall what the generic opening of a Star Wars film is? A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Okay, now what does that mean? Now, imagine this. <laughs> George Lucas was inspired to change his major in college from philosophy to filmmaking after he read the works of the philosopher Joseph Campbell and learned of the power of myth. So in all of these Star Wars films, they start off the exact same way. A long time ago in the galaxy far, far away, then you see a spaceship coming to the frame of the camera, and then you see robots, you see all of this high-tech te technology. But if you remember the opening line, a long time ago, that means this is the past in the galaxy far, far away. You're far removed from 
all of this. So that is a psychological means of separating the viewer from the present moment so that you will allow your subconscious to internalize all of these stories. See, that's the power of myth. That's the psychology of myth making and storytelling, man, to get into people's sight, get them to drop their guard and become receptive on a subconscious level to these images, to these icons that have been the foundation of your life for all of your life, as long as people have walked the earth. That's the power of this information. More MIP after this message. And since you brought Star Wars back up, just to go back for a second, in, in the last episode, we talked about the Asarian drama in so many ways. And you mentioned Star Wars. Uh, you kind of laid out the way it appears in Black Panther. But just in terms of Star Wars, it's the same story. Mm -hmm. Luke Skywalker, a hero, and his father. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, correct. Now, I mean, it's it's the same layout. Yeah, just, just modified slightly um, to, to market to a different audience. But it's this Saurian drama to the T. Um, it, uh, we spoke about uh, the eye of Jehudi, the eye of Heru. But does the concept of the third eye mm. and that origination uh, reside within Kemet as well? Uh, yes, it does. And um, I was first introduced to this concept by our late ancestor, Dr. Richard King, who was a psychiatrist. And Richard King and Francis Welsing are best known to our community for conversations about melanin, right? Richard King, in an article in a publication uh, called Uraeus, the Journal of Unconscious Light, did a multi-part series on the third eye. The third eye is the eye of inner vision, the eye of insight. So the third eye in ancient Kemet was represented by the cobra at the forehead of the crown of the king. The cobra symbolized someone with enhanced senses who could hear what was not said, who could see what was not visible. And it represents all of the attributes of what people in the East refer to as the third eye, the eye of inner vision the spirit eye, the soul eye. So all of these traditions, man, come out of Africa and they speak to the fact that we are physical beings, we are mental beings, and we are spiritual beings. But the physical and mental aspect of our beingness is all mitigated by spirit, which is eternal. Now, I, I may be wrong about this, but I think I have been in lectures with you before where you went even further on the third eye concept and its relationship to melanin and a particular gland. Right. Yes. The pineal gland. See, I, pineal see, I gland. pay attention, y'all. I pay attention. I, I need to get a gold star from the teacher for that. OK, go ahead. All right. Well, you get two, brother. <laughs> uh, one for each eye. So the the, the, the pineal gland is regarded in uh, metaphysical circles as the eye of inner vision. And there's a reference in the Bible to, to Joseph and, and the latter going to a place called Pineal where he saw God face to face. And that is climbing the ladder to your higher consciousness where you tap into that spiritual dimension and communicate directly with the creator. 
right? So um, you know as well as I do, uh, Earth, Wind & Fire is one of my favorite groups. So uh, one of their songs, That's the Way of the World, Hearts of Fire, create love desire to take you higher, higher to your place on the throne. It's about the, the so-called uh, chakras, energy centers, or spiritual centers that, that exist within the body. We spoke earlier uh, in a couple of podcasts back about the heart and the heart being the seat of the soul. So in that song, hearts of fire create love desire. So it's about bringing your energy to the heart chakra, right? And allow everything that flows to you to flow through the heart, to flow through the soul so that you can reach your place on the crown chakra, on the throne, which is where you come face to face with God. So these stories, brother, uh, these films are telling us our history and culture and spiritual traditions. We just have to have the background knowledge to know how to interpret them properly. When my grandmother used to pray mm. and she was, you know, obviously the one that, that from whom I learned, I mean, my first teacher of spirituality. Yes. Um, whenever she prayed, Tony Browder, people, some people fold their hands or they drop their head. My grandmother would always pray. She would take these two fingers and hold right here mm. at this point, right at the very top of the bridge of her nose where her forehead meets the extension and she would hold it right there and and pray and i always thought that was was interesting hmm. that she would hold <laughs> that and just just slightly squeeze it mm -hmm. well, folks if you do that at home right where the forehead meets the nose the extension of the nose it's a it's a sensation hmm. that you get when you when you hold that and so as, as i learned more about the third eye and even that gland, I was like, well, I wonder if she was, if, if that was some type of activation or energy. Exactly. Exactly. Stimulating that third eye so that God can hear her prayers and respond to her directly. You mentioned, mentioned grandmother. My grandmother, um, I was firstborn grandchild. So, so yes, I was spoiled by my grandparents. And uh, I have my sense of spirituality from my grandmother. And she used to always say, uh, oh, a little birdie told me. I ask herself, oh, a little birdie told me. And I thought that was something cute, but I never really understood it until I started delving into comedic traditions. The little birdie that my grandmother was referring to was the ba, was the soul which flies into the tomb. It is represented by a bird with the head of the deceased person. That's the bar. That's the bar that moves from the physical world to fly into heaven to communicate with the ancestors and bring messages back to you in the physical world. So I realize now that my grandmother had internalized some of these traditions that were passed on to her by her parents, by her grandparents, but she didn't have the context to really understand how it all fits together. Along the same line, um, my grandmother had seven, seven uh, children. Uh, six girls and one one son, and her daughters uh, would often refer to each other as heifer, heifer, you heifer, you heifer, right? And I heard that term. I didn't understand what it meant other than the fact that a heifer is a female cow. Well, now that I have a better understanding of, of uh, comedic history and culture, heifer is derived from the word Hathor. 
Hathor was known in Kemet as Het Heru. She is the wife of Heru. She represents the divine house, right? So in Kemet, another image for Het Heru or females is a cow. Why? Because a cow has multiple breasts. Cow feeds her children. A cow feeds her nation, right? So these terms that we use um, sometimes to insult each other are derived from terms that have profound spiritual uh, significance, but we have lost our connection with our history and culture and our spirit. So we don't know how to use these words to empower ourselves. More MIP after this message. Right. Um, like Hotep. Lost like connection. Hotep. Exactly. But but that's that's powerful. But now lastly, on the on that pineal gland, mm. it, it seems I also remember you discussing um, a, a specific biological, physiological function oh, yes. that, 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 that has to do with us and that third eye. Good memory, brother. Good memory. So I, I, I referenced um, in a previous podcast that the word hor hor hormones is derived from the word Hermes, and Hermes was a messenger of the gods. So the pineal gland is the gland that is responsible for secreting many of the hormones, right? So these hormones are chemical messages that are secreted in the body that give your body specific instructions to turn on or turn off certain uh, functions that, that influence your body. So more specifically with regards to, to melanin, that it was discovered during the Vietnam War when the military would perform autopsies on all of the corpses of all of the uh, soldiers who were killed before they were brought back to the States. And what they discovered was that the pineal gland was a small calcified gland within the bodies of 78 to 80% of all the white soldiers that they performed autopsies on. And because of the fact that there was an exceedingly high percentage of African-American soldiers fighting in the Vietnam War, they had an opportunity to perform autopsies on a large number of black bodies. And what they found in 70 to 80% of these black bodies, the pineal gland was a large fleshy organ uh, about the size of your thumb that was functioning in the bodies of black people. So it's calcified in, in white folk. It's referred to as a vestigial organ, an organ that is calcified, turned to stone, and serves no purpose in the bodies of white folk. In the bodies of African people, it is an active and functioning entity that is our direct line of communication with God. That's why black folk can take white folks' religion but we'll have a different relationship with God than white folk. We get the spirit because we are designed, our bodies. And, and this has nothing to do with race. This has nothing to do with superiority or inferiority. This has to do with basic physiological differences that exist within certain segments of the population. African people, if you think about this as well, African, the sun is the, is the source of life, the source of creation here on the planet. And that plants are heliotropic means that plants follow the sun, right? Plants that bud, like a lotus, for example, will open up when the sun comes out 
and it will close up when the sun sets. Heliotropic plants that follow, they respond to the electromagnetic energy of the sun. So the hair of black folk is the only hair of any people that grows up toward the sun. Everybody else's hair grows flat, grows down. So if in fact there were a people, a mighty, mighty people, children of the sun, it's us. Amen to that. Um, there's a section in the book about hair, now valid contribution, civilization. Folks, get the book everywhere. Next time we together, we're going to talk about the hair piece and even more. So stay tuned for that. And folks, there's much more. Tony and I could do this every day from now on, but we're just going to do it this month and then there'll be other opportunities. Uh, I hope that this is an introduction for those of you um, who, who want to learn more about ourselves. And again, I'm not for now, my, even my relatives, I'm in a book club. Okay. Rather than being a book club reading how Stella got her groove back, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, let's have a book club, how black people, how we got our ancestry back. I mean, we just need to challenge ourselves uh, to that, especially now mm. with the assault. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't go to sleep on this. And right now there is no organized resistance to the assault on the basic historical education that our children need in the school system. We ain't gotten to the point of the type of African-centered education that Tony has bestowed us with. But I'm just talking about even the basic stuff, the the fundamental elementary stuff that goes with black history is under attack and we are not doing anything about it. But some folk have been calling me, folks, they've been saying we got to do something. So stay tuned, something's about to happen. But we don't even need to wait on that. We need to have our own movement. Get that timeline. If you've not gotten it already, ikg-info.com. Have that in your home. You know, when it really starts from trouble, take it to work, put it up in the workplace, in the conference room. Uh, (laughs) You know, but but um, we this is, you know, this is to me really not just an intellectual exercise. Mm, absolutely this is life brother this is life or death yeah life or death so so this is what it's um what it's all about ikg-info.com um anthony browder is a is a a treasure a cultural treasure to our people ain't too many anthony browders around who are from literally Dr. Clark's and Dr. Ben's and others. Um, um, my role throughout those years, and, and we lifted up the name some time ago, Listerville Middleton, mm-hmm. or lift him up again. You know, Listerville Middleton made a lot of this knowledge available to us Absolutely. vis his television show in uh, South Carolina. Uh, I come later than that. And it just was very natural to be on the air to have these conversations. Um, I could have these conversations on a daily show every day. Um, but unfortunately, there aren't as many Dr. Clark's, Dr. Ben's around Tony Browder's. So again, folks, introduce this to our young people so that they can also pick up the mantle. All right. Um, and continue these conversations, continue this research, continue continue this knowledge, and continue this struggle toward the truth. 
because that is ultimately the source of our liberation. Once again, thank you, brother. We'll talk tomorrow. Looking forward to it, brother. Thank you so much. IKG-info.com. Hotel. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.